feeling this. Gotta holler if you really real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holler if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred. Ayy, if you don't like it, then fuck it. Ayy, we gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna live in abundance. Ooh, I gotta keep it a hundred. Ayy, if you don't like it, then fuck it. Ayy, we gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we live in. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish and Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system, or else you're just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling? Hello, everyone on Spotify and all the platforms. Uh, thank you all so much for the support. It's definitely been showing a growing podcast, and I'm going to continue to keep doing what I'm doing. And we have some special guests here. Uh, we have Fodger and we have Ali. They are artists, uh, and they have great music. I was listening to one of their songs called I'm Fine, which is a new uh, single that they have out right now. Um, so definitely it's going to be in the link uh, below. Definitely check out their uh, their new song. Um, they have a new I have an album out as well, too, that they released in 2019. So it's definitely a good uh, and some singles all the way through on title. I was checking it out. Definitely a good bulk of music to listen to. Um, so without further ado, Fajr and Ali, how are you guys doing? today? <laughs> Hello. Hi. Doing amazing. How about you? I'm doing very well. Very well. And uh, we have Fadri right now is is in Pennsylvania. Ali is in uh, Connecticut. I'm uh, not Connecticut, New York. So we're I'm in Connecticut. So we're like doing like a little tri-state thing. This is cool. <laughs> How did yeah, you guys to uh, get together? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Fadri and I met in college uh, in New York, actually. Um, so we uh, both went to NYU for undergrad uh, um, for a little bit. And um we met freshman year, we were in the same dorm and one of the RAs kind of connected us uh, and we became really good friends and ever since have been really, really close and decided to start making music together after college. And That's yeah. Dope. That's really dope. And you said NYU? Yeah. They have a great music program, I heard. They do. So uh, neither of us were actually studying music at NYU, though. Oh, wow. um, yeah, both of us actually come from theater background. So uh, I was there uh, studying acting. Um, and uh, Fudger, I don't know if you want to add anything. Um, yeah, no, like he said, we were uh, I was planning on studying theater, I ended up actually leaving NYU and going to and transferring to a school in Pennsylvania, where I then studied theater uh so i mean even though i left ali and i kind of still stayed connected um mm -hmm. and eventually we kind of got back to back, got back together to to start making music but i do also hear that nyu has a really good music program <laughs> yeah <laughs> of us got to take advantage of that unfortunately that's actually that's absolutely dope i used to be a theater major as well too and i started pursuing yeah. music <laughs> even Seems more to be a trend like i guess <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> So are you like the uh so are you like the um the producer Ali basically like the engineer 
Yeah, so we, we've we've worked with producers when we've recorded. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of the way Fudger and I work, um, you know, Fudger's the lead singer uh, mm-hmm. and I kind of uh, do lead songwriting. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm often composing the music for it uh, and, you know, writing lyrics, but we kind of both do a little bit of everything. Um, mm-hmm. And then often uh, the way we've worked is we take, you know, our kind of demo versions, mostly just with piano, um, and vocals and we work with a producer to kind of you know add on top of it um and kind of craft it into a more fully fleshed out song oh wow yeah that's nice and fodger how long have you been singing you have a very good voice Thanks. did you when did you realize that you were so talented <laughs> thank you you're so kind um <laughs> when did i realize i was so talented <laughs> um, that ever happened really that way but uh, you know, I, i've been singing for a while um I, I art has kind of always been you know a big part of my of my life although I didn't really realize it until later um and so I had started in as, as a dancer which I think kind of got which is kind of what connected me to music and I think that's sort of where my love of music started um and then once I was in elementary school uh that was when I had started quote-unquote singing uh you know like the the school like school choir and like county choir and things like that and a lot of it was kind of um, I was, it was like kind of unconsciously done on my part where it's like, I, I was doing it cause I was good at it, but I never really connected that like, Oh, I must be a great singer. Cause I'm, you mm-hmm. know, all this stuff. It wasn't probably until I got to high school, um, when I started trying out for the different musicals that my school was putting on, um, that was when, you know, people kind of started to come to me and, and say, you know, like, you know, you have a really great voice and you should really think, you know, about sort of moving, like, you know, maybe studying or doing this in the future you know like people had kind of said that to me um so and again i don't know how much i like actually pro- like processed all of that I was like oh yeah i'm a great singer i should do this um but in high school is when i kind of really seriously started singing and doing it very like kind of consciously and actively and being like i really love doing this mm-hmm. and what about you ali when did you realize that you had like a gift in composing and writing music because yeah, um, they need writers all the time. I know. <laughs> it's um, like a high demand. <laughs> yeah, it's That's been a true. bit of a journey. I mean, I uh, I started playing music in middle school. Um, we had like band, and you could choose an instrument. So I started playing saxophone, um, and uh, stuck nice. with that all through middle school and high school. So I did regular band, and then I did jazz band, and um, I also did marching band in high school. Um, Nice. And also did a lot of theaters, mostly starting in high school, um, but was always kind of interested in that as well. And then when I got to college, I was in this acting program that um, kind of pushed you to also write your own material uh, mm-hmm. and create your own work. And so uh, I was really nervous to do that at first. Like I hadn't really written things um, really like plays or music or anything. Um, but by the time but- I uh, to be a senior, I feel like the program did a really good job of kind of giving us all these opportunities to express ourselves and start writing. Um, and I was definitely inspired by a lot of the older students because um, you kind of have a senior thesis. If you want to do one, you can write your own show. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people would write shows and then also write original music. Um, and so when I, I remember being a freshman and being like, I'll never write this show. Like I'm never going to be able to write a whole show. Like that's impossible. Um, but by the time I was a senior, I did. And I also wanted to write original music. Um, and I had written a little bit, but not really. Um, and so this was the first time that I wrote like a handful of songs and put it into a play. Uh, and that's actually kind of um, 
a big part of like Fudger and my our, our journey um, because mm-hmm. I had written some music and then she saw the show uh, and I decided we were like oh let's like learn some of the songs that I wrote together so uh, we taught her or I taught her one of the um, songs that I had written like kind of the main song of the show and we sang it together and our friends were like wow you guys should like record that one day and we were like yeah maybe mm-hmm. um, right and then uh, you know fast forward like about a year or two after that we did have a an opportunity to kind of work together in a musical way and we weren't sure because like again we had it we didn't have that much experience um especially recording music like i had started to write some stuff i had been singing for a while but we never mm-hmm. recorded anything um but we kind of jumped at the opportunity and wrote some new music and just kept on going and here we are mm. nice 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 and how what is what is it like what's the process like like do you guys like have like busy lives or are you able to like actually like tone in or like what is it like because like, you know what my band we usually like we i keep saying my band the band i'm in <laughs> light warriors um we usually just like try to meet when everyone's available stuff like that like is it is it easier with just two people it's it's hectic we have like seven people like what's the process do you have like a, a calendar type of like situation going on <laughs> we should <laughs> we kind of do i mean we've been getting better i think but um yeah That's i mean cool. i mean it's definitely a little bit harder because we're in separate cities mm-hmm. um so that kind of makes it a little bit challenging sometimes to like, you know, figure out like when we're both available. Um, but I think we've done a pretty good job. You know, sometimes Fudger comes to the city, especially when we're recording stuff or need to work on some stuff. Uh, and then she doesn't live too far away. So um, I'll, I'll head out there and we'll get together to rehearse um, or, you know, get some work done. Um, and uh, lately we, our drummer, uh, Nate has been super gracious and he lives a little bit closer than Fudger. Um, about 45 minutes closer to New York. Uh, so we have been meeting there uh, when we can to kind of like record some music or just, you know, get some work done. Um, but, you know, it's it's always a challenge. We both have, you know, pretty busy lives too. Um, you know, I, I I live in New York. I also do theater and I also, you know, have a couple side jobs. So it's mm. always, you know, a balancing act trying to figure out, you know, what days can we both get available and make sure we're getting stuff done. But I think we've done a good job, especially when we're jumping into some bigger projects like recording, uh, where we're able to kind of like carve out some time that we can definitely get together and, and work on stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you guys have a band, I'm hearing, right? You got yeah, a drummer and... Yeah, we have a we have a drummer. So the way we've kind of operated is that we have a band. It, it's it's kind of unclear because like we consider the whole band, you know, Fudger plus Ali, but mm-hmm. I guess the way it functions is sort of as a performance band. So mm-hmm. Ali and I are usually doing the, um, on the, as far as the side of songwriting and, you know, producing and recording, that's pretty much Ali and I who are, you know, doing that on the side. And then mm-hmm. when we're getting ready to perform, we get together with, um, you know, the band, which is actually based in Pennsylvania, where, uh, around where I live. Um, mm-hmm. Like Ali said, we also have our drummer who's close by, but I actually, I grew up with him, so he's from this area. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so um, we when, when it comes to performing uh, and rehearsal, then we get together with those guys and they kind of learned all the song, they learned, learn all the songs and, you know, travel with us. But it's, it's definitely, you know, in regards to, like you said, being in a band with seven people, it makes mm-hmm. it, it makes it even more complicated. You know, the more people you work with and, you know, obviously we have to travel and, you know, there's other people and, you know, right. those guys in the band, you know, 
they're adults and have lives and have families and have so trying to get everything it's it's tough it's definitely tough so i can feel for you on that that's really dope that's really dope and are you all uh independent still or do you are you uh in a partnership with a label or no no independent wow wow you have really good uh good quality good like branding um Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's been it's definitely been a challenge. I think that's branding in particular has been something we've talked about a lot over the years, especially being independent, like trying to figure out, you know, obviously we don't have like a marketing budget or a team Mm -hmm. for like for so long. We didn't have a team behind us. Um and we were we were lucky recently to kind of, you know, work with a few different people that kind of helped us um you know, refine our image a little bit or just kind of like tell us what they saw and what we should lean into more. Um, because it's it's really hard being an artist trying to figure out, you know, I want to write music and be artistic, but I also have to kind of think about business and marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been lucky also, to, you know, with um, the music too, like to kind of, uh, the people we've worked with basically have always like fallen into our laps almost. So we've gotten lucky to work with like a really cool set of producers based in New York and a producer out in LA um, that has really, you know, worked with us to kind of help um, expand our sound a little bit. Mm. And it's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> listen, kids. I'm telling y'all. Listen, kids. <laughs> no, listen it's so funny because I always wonder, I'm like, how does anybody do this? Like, you know, obviously there's two of us, so it makes it a little bit easier. And, you know, we've we've done like some fundraising campaigns and things like that to help us. Um, nice. But, and, you know, and we've been lucky to have some people supporting us, but it's definitely a struggle, especially as artists, you know, yeah, trying, right, to, right. trying to make money on via art or on the side and then using that to create more art can be right. a challenge. Right. And how has the pandemic been with you guys? I saw that you were able to drop a new single. That's awesome. And so many people can't, so many artists that are not active anymore and everything. It's just, yeah. it's so, it's so hard. <laughs> has it been like, has you, have you guys had that type of experience with challenges or was the pandemic able to give you a chance to fall back and, um, relax i know a lot of people have many different experiences yeah definitely i think you know it's so interesting how the pandemic has affected you know so many different industries and for the music industry like i really do feel for artists who maybe you know (laughs) and this is like a silver lining to you know us working hard and not quite you know hitting the goals we want to but i think about you know imagine if we were planning to tour in in 2020 or you know imagine if we were at a point where it was like that totally would have like screwed and there's artists out there who maybe were you know like about to hit a peak or about to do big things in 2020 and everything Mm -hmm. shut down you know we're very like cognizant and grateful that you know it was it didn't affect us too much in that way obviously performance wise we didn't that's what we sort of really lost is like opportunities to perform which we love doing and which has actually kind of been our main you know source of income and source of kind of marketing for ourselves to get out there and for people to find us so that was definitely a huge loss um however the timing i think was to our advantage that we had released you know we had released an album in i think 2019 right yeah Mm -hmm. 2019 we had released our ep good Um, album Thank you so much. Thank you. That was our first ever. So we're very proud of it. Um, You know, we're just, it was such a huge thing for us. Um, So obviously, you know, we wanted to, uh, to perform to promote that, but we were kind of at the point where we needed 
to figure out what we were going to do next um because we put so much time and you know energy into that into that album and then we were sort of in this middle ground we were like what do we do and so i think the pandemic really forced us to kind of just take a break which I think we needed desperately. We desperately needed a break. Um, we had hit the ground running in 2015 and never stopped um, up until 2020. So mm-hmm. I think we got that break, which was really important. It forced us to kind of, you know, talk about what we wanted to do next. Um, kind of, you know, just, I feel like you have to kind of regenerate that artistic, you know what I mean? That motivation and the energy. So um, then <laughs> I'm sure you know all about that. So that was, it kind of forced us to take a break. Um, and then, you know, at the end of 2020, when things were kind of opening back up and, you know, people were starting to go out more, we were lucky enough that we were able to get together for a sort of writing retreat, um, which, oh, you know, wow, nice. which was really I'm cute. Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were, it was, if there, for all the artists out there watching, um, I definitely, and, you know, I think Ali and I have read about this before and I'm sure that's what inspired us, but there really is a lot of wisdom behind like, taking time off, getting away from mm. where your usual settings, if you have the resources. And, you know, I mean, obviously we're very blessed that we were able to kind of do this, but if you're able to get away from your normal surroundings and go to a place where you can unplug and think about anything else and just be in touch with like, you know, your artistic side and to create um, that retreat for us was highly productive. And uh, <laughs> I think, you know, that's kind of what led to this like recent song that's, scrolling down there um i'm fine so Mm -hmm. that and a couple of other songs that we have part of this project um that all was a result of that writing retreat so the pandemic was tough but i I think in the end of the day uh we benefited from it Mm -hmm. what about you ali how did it feel i know you were in you're in new york are you in the city new york yeah so i live in brooklyn um it was you know obviously like you know it was not great for a lot of people you know i feel very blessed that you know i wasn't super effective uh, affected in a um, very negative way um and my family wasn't either um but overall i think it was a good little bit of a reset for me um my, uh, i i had two roommates and they left like the first week of the shutdown um i work and i worked in a restaurant and so like you know that shut down so i didn't have a job but i luckily was able to get unemployment and um so i was home alone for like a couple months and at first i was like what am i going to do with myself um mm. But I think it was nice, honestly, like, you know, I spent a lot of time just going on walks and reading and, you know, catching up on things, which I think was nice. Um, and then like Fudder said, I think it actually, you know, we were able to use it to our benefit where we kind of were able to take a little bit of a inventory of what we've done and what we wanted to do and kind of realign ourselves. Uh, and then, yeah, going away was like such a great idea to just be like, let's just go away for like, I think it was like five days. Mm-hmm. Um, you yes. know and what we went to like we were in pennsylvania actually we we're just like we're, like pretty close to where fudder lives but we just you know we met up um and got a you know got a little space on our own that we could just go into and work on writing so i brought some of the stuff that i had written uh and we kind of fleshed that out we also wrote a bunch of stuff i'm fine like fudder said um actually came completely out of this retreat we just wrote it one day uh <laughs> and um yeah so i i do feel lucky that we were able to kind of you know, reassess and kind of jump into some some new ideas and a new project eventually. Yeah, I'm I'm fine is a very great uh, encouraging song. You know, especially in a time like this. Now that Omarion is, uh, <laughs> well, uh, it was a joke, guys. It's, I'm, yeah, no, I, I know. <laughs> no, somebody's gonna judge me. He doesn't no, like no, Omarion. <laughs> really, <laughs> uh, video is great. <laughs> 
He's like, oh, it's the it's the great promotion. He has his own strain now. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh no, that no, is great. Like <laughs> we should get a but, COVID strain named after us, right? <laughs> it, it's just it's, that thing confuses me because it's like so much more contagious and it's just less as uh, deadly, which is good. But it's just getting everybody. Like my job, yeah. I work at a hospital across the street, and oh, wow. it literally like. They're talking about half half the staff is gone right now, and yeah. and they were talking about upping our pay, which they already should do, but they only mm-hmm. want to do it when they feel like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the they need you, then they're like, oh, right? And they're like, "Oh, this is only going to last for like a few months until oh, Omicron is like a, a settled down and stuff like that." I'm like, how about you give us more pay? Like we're supposed to, like everybody yeah. should be getting more pay. Just give us money. Yeah. All the other, <laughs> all the other countries are giving us giving out money. Like Jordan, yeah. Jordan was giving out money all the time to their people, mm-hmm. and Jordan does oh. not have a GDP any close to what we have. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> no, we, we're not dealing with things in a great way. And I think you would think after we re- after the shutdowns last year and us realizing like you know, essential workers, how it's like, oh, they're essential, but they're literally paid the least out of everyone in the world. Mm, yeah. You think there would have been some like repercussion after that and us coming back and being like, okay, maybe we should reevaluate these right. people and how much we're paying them. But nope. nope. Right. It's just crazy. And there's so much misinformation. Now they're telling you the yeah. masks are not effective anymore, and mm. which shocked me because like I heard doctors say that and they got banned off of Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. and now they're saying it. I'm just like, all right. So we're going to give those doctors uh, their like their 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 respect back. We're going to give them their reputation back since mm-hmm. they said what you're saying now. Like, <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely really confusing, and everything changes all the time. And you know, it's it's wild. It's a wild ride. It is wild. We this is this is gonna be do- a big documentary in like twenty years. Like I'm yeah. waiting. <laughs> I'm gonna be Definitely. like fifty years old. Like I remember that shit. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to tell our grandkids, and they're gonna be like, "Whatever, okay, <laughs> nobody cares." I'm gonna go on my hoverboard. <laughs> All right, yeah, actually, probably be hovering at that time. Like Jesus Maybe. Christ. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm fine. It's like literally like one of those good songs that should be like distributed out to like people feel so much better and stuff like that you know because it's yeah. just it encourages you to be like you know it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay yeah a lot of shit's going down but look we just gotta keep our family together we gotta keep our selective family together our friends and all that stuff and um long as we just have support and everything like imagine someone that literally just isolated right now like yeah they used to be like uh, a partier and now they just don't want to go out no more that's definitely like a, a huge like are you fine are you gonna be okay like yeah uh, i love it <laughs> such yeah. a great message did thank you guys you, think you. about that when you wrote it or it was just like yo this sounds like a, a nice ass riff like <laughs> i mean yeah go ahead Fudger. No, no, I was just going to say, we, I don't think we were thinking about that. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, I definitely think the pandemic had an effect in the sense that we, I think social media really boomed. Not that it wasn't booming before, but obviously during the pandemic, you know, a lot of people kind of smoothed to social media, live streaming, going live on Instagram. Just like, I feel like a lot of people kind of really, really leaned into, into social media. And Ali and I were really talking about just the struggle of, you know, 
of dealing with how it affects your mind. Cause I think that's something everybody like has been talking about is how social media is making people depressed and making people mm -hmm. anxious and all this stuff and how, mm -hmm. you know, it's like now it's, it's just kind of become this like normal thing that everyone is basically faking it on social media. And then mm -hmm. we're pretend and like, and we're all just pretending to be okay, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that was kind of, and, and the overarching theme of this project that we're working on is insecurities. So that was one of the insecurities we talked about is that sort of overcompensation. Um, I like that. Yeah, but and I think it's it's very relatable. And I think a lot of people kind of struggle with that. But it's funny how it can definitely translate to how people are feeling now, because I have a, a so at a place where I used to work, one of my coworkers reached out to me when we released the song, and him and his entire family were quarantined because they all had COVID. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I, we've been listening to your song and he's like, and it's kind of become this joke. And it's like catchphrase in our family where we just are like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> he's like, we're all sick. We're all miserable. We're all like, we're all just tired. We want to go out. And he's like, well, he's like, it's just kind of become this catchphrase. So I was like, okay, <laughs> it is kind of applicable, but I don't know. Ali, if you want to add anything to that. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I think we, we, when we were writing the song, um, we, we wanted to write something about social media and then, um, we the first thing we came up with was the chords uh and i honestly sometimes it's just like you know you sit at the piano and you just play something i'm like that sounds interesting mm -hmm. let's go with it um and then we kind of wrote the first verse and the chorus together uh and then each kind of wrote a verse after that um but yeah i mean i think it's definitely a commentary on like social media and like people trying to pretend like everything is so perfect all the time uh and you know we're shouting out we're kind of like shedding light on the way that other people do that as much as we are shedding light on ourselves. Cause I think everybody falls into that trap a little bit. Yeah. Uh, at least I do trying to be like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, post a picture of my vacation and like, but you know, you never really get to see all of the struggles that everybody's going through. So that's kind of what the song is about. And, you know, people, you know, do struggle and that don't show it. And, you know, hopefully people realize that they should, you know, not necessarily on social media, they don't have to, but, you know, at least talking to others can really help when you're going through a problem nice nice yeah like social media is definitely it could be positive it could be negative are you do you do you guys consider yourself like like a social media type of person do you like do you like try to stay on <laughs> and stuff like that i mean like as artists and musicians, like we kind of, yeah we have to uh but it's mm. definitely something we struggle with uh i think fudger and i d definitely don't feel like oh like we want to be like influencers or like we you know we're mm. always on social media no all of the happenings and all the trends like you said um but mm. kind of, you know definitely something we have to kind of do sometimes for uh being a musician yeah. the, oh go ahead no i was just gonna say it's really tough and like i'm sure you experienced this too as a musician it's just sort mm. of like the way the culture is now like especially with like TikTok, you know which has been which can obviously be extremely in a, a very useful tool for musicians to try to like, like kind of get out there on their own yeah <laughs> But it also is like bless you. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, but it's also like like Ali said is we feel a lot of pressure that like we had no the answer like flat out I don't think either of us are really like social media people. Um, <laughs> like definitely before we started the band I don't think I, I didn't have a whole lot of social media and I was never like oh you know I like I really want to be a part of all of this but. Now you feel like you have to, and I guess we don't have to do anything, but it's like, obviously, mm -hmm. if you want to be successful, you need to get your music out there. So 
Um, yes. like, like staying on top of trends and all this stuff, but it's so hard. Cause when you do it, there's definitely this feeling of like, you look at yourself and you're like, this isn't me. You know what I mean? And, right. then, and then there's the whole question of authenticity because like, there's also this thing where everyone's like, oh, you have to be authentic. You have to be yourself. And it's like, what if social media is not us? Then like, how does that, where, where's that line? <laughs> how does that work? It's really confusing. So mm -hmm. that's something we're still trying to figure out. Yeah. Um, I literally am here with y'all on that. Like we. <laughs> We talk about it all the time in our group chats. Like, all right, guys, we have to start putting shit on TikTok. We gotta like, mm -hmm. we gotta like make it look entertaining and stuff like that. And like, only like once or twice we'll do it. But we really are like, bro, I don't like. Why we need to do this? <laughs> I don't yeah. want to do this. And I'm like, uh, algorithm holic at this point now because of the mm -hmm. podcast. So I'm always just checking on like, what's a good segment to like cut. It did just put a clip out that is like right. either related to what's going on and stuff to try to like get the engagement flowing and all this stuff. It's just it's like a second job in a way, or at this point, my third job in a way. Just, <laughs> just less money. Just I'm just like, oh my god, like <laughs> yeah. Instagram alone has been like <clears throat> getting on my nerves because of the rails. The rails, um, like at first, I'm getting like thousand views, yeah. one time five thousand oh, yeah. views, and then for some reason, it's like a trend of just sixty eight or a hundred views. I'm just like, okay, what well, am I I'll, doing I'll, wrong? <laughs> I'll say you're not alone because we we experience that too, and it's it's so weird because it's like sometimes like when we first started posting on them um, on reels, we like we posted a couple of videos and like some of them like got like. 1200 views in like 10 minutes and i was like yeah. what is this is this going viral right. like what but then it just plateaus completely and then the next video yeah. gets like 128 views and i'm like okay like i'm not really sure um so yeah from talking to other people too it seems like what we've learned is that like they're always changing the algorithm and yeah like so it's like it's really hard to kind of figure out what works and you know I think also sometimes like if the algorithm decides like people aren't as engaged like they just kind of don't show it to anybody else mm. um but yeah, it's really hard. It's definitely hard to continue getting out there. And TikTok is the same. You know, people are like, you need to post three times a day to even make a, <laughs> to like, to get anybody to see anything. And it's like, how? Like, unless you're just like cranking out videos like all day long. All day long. Yeah. All day long, yeah. And it's so sad because it's like, as artists, like, how sad is it that like all of us have this experience and we're talking about this one? It's completely irrelevant to like us right. as artists. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, it has nothing to do with us creating music or, you know, doing anything, but it's like, here we are talking about the algorithm because that's literally yep. what controls our fate, apparently. Right. Really, yeah. And anyways, that's what I'm fine is all about. So yeah, <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. And so what else do you guys have coming up with? Do you have like an album or another EP? So like TBD, uh, definitely some singles in the works. Um, mm. So we actually, like Futter said, uh, the idea behind the kind of next phase of our music uh, after our debut ep uh, was we wrote a lot of songs about like different insecurities so that's kind of like the general theme um and we uh this past summer when we recorded i'm fine we recorded three other songs so we have four all together um that are like ready to go which is nice because we kind of just like have them waiting um so each song deals with a different insecurity uh so you know we're kind of going to feel it out we'll definitely release another single hopefully soon um and then from there decide, you know, uh, if we wanted to stick with singles or maybe put it all together as an EP or an album. Um, but yeah, so we definitely have some some new music uh, ready to go and we have some other stuff in the works too. So we'll see where it goes. 
that's absolutely dope, especially around this time where mental health is clearly like the the main topic that people have to keep talking about right now and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you see that now in the in in like the uh, social media world that they're now having therapists on apps. There's therapists yeah. on apps. There's therapists on like uh, websites that you can access uh, depending on your your uh, insurance policy, mm-hmm. uh, which is another whole thing. Um, I wish they would have just you know said, okay, we need to redo this whole medical system now and make it more easier for people since we have all this going on. Um, but you're seeing that because it's a need and it always been a need, you know, and the idea of like, Oh, we have to like literally like determine our future. Um, There's a CEO that said this um, to me. I don't know why I just went on this tangent, but I feel like I have to see this. I still work for this electricity company and the CEO came and he's like, you know, he comes in with a $6,000 suit, pinstripe look good. He's a, he's a person of color. So of course he was inspiring me at the time. So I was like, Oh wow. Oh wow, he's a person of color and he's he got this money and he's coming to talk to us. I feel so inspired. And what turned me off by him is that he said that when you are born poor and you die poor, that is your problem. Hmm. And mm-hmm. right there, I was like, I quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I oh, waited for God. him to finish his speech and I just walked out. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's that's so interesting that you say that because me and my family, um, you know, we're always arguing about, you know, I'm sure, you know, Gary V. I was actually just talking to Ellie about this, but like Gary V is this like online, like uh, this like social media kind of entrepreneur, motivational. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever. It's like, like a motivational him. speaker. Yeah. I can look like, him up. Yeah, I'm sure. And you probably have like maybe seen his videos and he's one of these like CEO, like hustle porn kind of like just, you know, keep working (laughs) until you die. Like, you know, never. And but but he there's definitely some like good things he talks about. Like, I I actually Mm -hmm. I actually I kind of like him. I follow him and I like Mm -hmm. I I do like a lot of the stuff he says. Um, However, he's very much kind of on the same page, which is like, you know okay, if you're born poor, that's one thing, but it's like, if you're not hustling and you're not successful and you're like, it's it's all on you. Basically, it's all about accountability, right? right. Which is like, And a lot of people, their complaint about him is, is that like, he is a white man. Um, mm. Granted, he's an immigrant, but you know, he is a white man and they're just like, you know, to come into America and basically just say that like, no matter, like basically kind of ignoring all of sort of like systemic, you know, oppression that exists and to be mm. like, oh, if you're just poor, and then you continue to be poor, like at, at some point it's your fault. You know what I mean? Right. Like you work hard enough. And it's like, as a white man, you don't, you don't know about this, the entire system that exists to keep people down. Right. Um, right. So it's like, yeah, that's, I could totally understand you hearing that guy and being like, Ugh, you know what I mean? Like, but all, yeah. not only that, but also just like, I don't know. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of, de- it's kind of depressing. Yeah. <laughs> like and not- that's why we got all these therapists now. Just yeah. <laughs> come out the woodwork. Yeah, yeah, see, exactly. Yeah. They're like, oh shit, maybe we should try to do something because everybody's screwed right and now. Like, mm. yeah, yeah. And that's another thing is that like, you know, a lot of these like business people, a lot of them don't really talk about like mental health and you know yeah. how that how mm. that affects. And I think people look at the, you know, 
I don't know who I was talking to recently, but like you look at like the 1% and you look at everything. And what is that? I don't know. There's like, there's like this thing, the survivor is something where it's like, they, they say that like the people that make it, you study them and you don't, you don't consider the people that have failed. So it's like, you look at CEOs and you're just like, oh, their lifestyle must be exactly right. But they're like, what about all the other people that did the same thing as them and failed? Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, like the people don't take that into account. So you right. look at people like that CEO and you look at people like Gary Vee, and you're like, oh, this like this person must like look at how successful they are, look at how rich they are. So like, mm. what they're preaching must be gospel, and it must be true. But it's like doesn't always work like that. And I feel like these people, these CEOs, should take into account that like not everybody has their life, and you know, everybody has their mm. different struggles. So mental yeah. health is a huge part of that. Yeah, and when you're a CEO, you're not working; you're just showing up at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, you're, yeah, <laughs> you're playing golf. <laughs> being an ambassador for the company you're not actually clocking in doing hours <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's like how can you tell somebody that's actually clocking in doing hours that is building the wealth that you are showing that's giving you this wealth through their hard work mm-hmm. and shit and you're just like oh do better so let's yeah. make everyone leaders let's make everybody leaders so who's gonna who's gonna actually like serve the people at the restaurants who's gonna like at the hospitals or the doctor if it's just only doctors who's gonna change the garbage who's gonna Absolutely. feed the people who's Absolutely. gonna <laughs> Absolutely. everyone can't be leaders like you can't <laughs> and that's, that's the only thing we glorify and like again that goes back to social media and like tiktok now it's like everybody TikTok is literally just like this like Las Vegas like slot machine where it's just like, oh, like put a video and maybe you'll become famous, right? right? So it's like, and I think like everybody now is just like, everybody wants to be famous. Everybody yeah. wants to be rich. Everybody wants, and it, this goes back to what you said before. Like, it's because the people that are doing those other jobs, we treat them like garbage. We pay them shit. We don't, you know what I mean? So it's like, of course, mm-hmm. everybody wants to be famous. Of course, everyone wants to be the CEO. Yeah. So it's like, but like you said, that's, society cannot function like that. So yeah. I don't know. And, I don't know what the answer is. America just needs to like humble themselves. That's what it, that's what it is. Like we got to build a culture on like what everyone else is doing cuz you, you go to a different country like in Cuba and stuff like that. They will, they're not talking about, "Oh, I want to be big and famous. I I just want to have my family well off. I just want to live. I just want to eat and be able to feed my children and all that stuff. And then you go to another country, like in the Middle East or in Africa, you'll hear that same thing. No one's talking about building clout. They're just talking about having good jobs and good wages and benefits. And that is what, that's the, I feel like that's the type of mentality that needs to be re-bought back. If you have art, you should be able to be compensated correctly as an art, especially locally and stuff like that too, because the city exploits artists like it's nothing. All the cities, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, we're going to make change. So you know they're definitely going to hire a, a, either a singer or an artist or or a uh, dancer to like do an event to raise money and they don't pay that artist or singer anything or they give them a small amount of donations and stuff but they were just exploited as an artist there too so there's a lot of like uh, uh, a reconciliation that needs to happen when it comes to the arts because they lead with also making change and they're all the mostly exploited you know they're not going to go up to the Black Lives Matter rally without asking oh do you want to have performers stuff like that it's going to always coincide art and change will always coincide mm-hmm. um so the conversation has to be just as good just for the workers they, they have to be taken care of too it all 
matches together in my little brain. <laughs> no, you're totally right. Yes, <laughs> it's like why why is art or why is why are the you know the workers that aren't glorified why are they any less important? Right. Right. They they are they're the most important because they're the ones yeah. that's making you be able to sit here and talk. You know what I mean? Like you're mm-hmm. on you're on this platform, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos got all this money because his workers are 24-7 working in, in Amazon, 24-7 mm-hmm. building, making him great, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Totally. So he can throw his 70s parties yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hang out with the hottest models and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Jack, have you seen how Jack he is now? Like, <laughs> yeah. he's I haven't actually. <laughs> jacked. Like, I'm like, this guy has to be juicing. Like, gotta be. there's no way that's naturally. Like, <laughs> Money can buy you a lot of things. Let me tell you, money can buy you a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, man. I, 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 I just like. I try to on, on this podcast. I try to like as much as much as I try to make it like always artistic. Since I'm an artist, but I'm also an activist too. So I try to like make let people understand how much it just comes together. You know, like yeah. soul soul totally. music itself is like soul music with itself just came from like. The, descendants of slavery and that's why we were able to be so soulful in our songs and just, just like scared the shit out of somebody i'd never heard of like how is that so powerful how is that so dynamic and stuff it's just all about the change and everything and yeah. that's what you said it's like it is not music it does not exist in a vacuum you know what i mean like it is like you said it's everything is connected you know what i mean like right. the the the, the the plight of the you know essential workers and you know the culture and social justice and music like all everything everything mm-hmm. is connected um so yeah no i don't think you can i don't think it can just be about the music and i think people i feel like people are try to separate it and i feel like the music industry tries to separate it as hard as they can but yeah they really do it's yeah. all it's all connected it's all connected it's all important does do um so uh, do all uh, bo- both of you are Muslim? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And what is it like um, being being a musician um, as while being Muslim? Do do any of like uh, like your your Muslim members ever ask you why don't you be more religious or do they critique your your music or they they accept it? Because I know that when I started changing, because I used to be a Christian, now I'm not. But when I stopped talking about Jesus, I used to get ridiculed all the time because i'm just like oh you don't bring god's name into it at all and it's like well mm-hmm. you know even if i even if i wanted to stay being christian i would still make this kind of music because i feel like it's more um i'm getting more of a message out there you know what i mean like does do you have those type of like issues yeah i mean it's interesting we talk about uh this a lot because you know, Fudger is South Asian and she wears a headscarf. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, she's pretty visibly Muslim, whereas me, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, I come from a mixed background. My dad's Palestinian, my mom's Irish, um, mm-hmm. and I don't wear a headscarf. So it's a little bit harder to pinpoint me besides my name. Um, but I mean, in some ways, I feel like people have, nobody's really been uh, super, you know, against us or been like, why aren't you doing more of this? And I feel like especially like our community and our friends have been all, always pretty supportive of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, there are, you know, people who, um, you know, feel like you shouldn't be writing music and, you know, it just leads to um, negative things or sinful things. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, Fudger and I have been able to, especially, you know, working together has been helpful too, that we can, you know, kind of 
go past that really and still still feel like we're creating music that is still uplifting or you know at least mm-hmm. has a message um and we don't necessarily like talk about our religion or being muslim or islam in mm-hmm. our music but um you know we're st- hopefully still doing something positive yeah that's awesome that's that's exactly that's dope <laughs> i love that <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't want to take too much time from you guys, and I want to thank you all so much for the opportunity to come on um, to my podcast, my little old podcast, and definitely going to um, bring this out in like in the next two weeks and stuff like that. Probably less than two weeks because my I've been very caught up with my uh, editing, so I gotta find an editor. If anybody knows an editor out there, I need them. <laughs> Please, yeah, <laughs> we'll keep our eyes. And we'll keep our eyes peeled. Our, our eyes peeled. <laughs> yeah, that was dope. So, they, uh, do you have any shows coming up? Um, and if you want, you can email me your social media, uh, other links, if you have any other links and stuff like that. But do you yeah. have any shows coming up in the future or anything? Um, um, yeah, we, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, we, um, not too many shows uh, planned yet. We have one. We're actually going to be performing in Canada. Uh, oh, nice. in Albert Ali, I want to say Albert. in Edmonton, but I think which is in Albert and right, Alberta. Yeah, yeah. Um, for for a film festival, actually, it's for a film festival called Moscars, um, which is a film festival for Muslim uh, filmmakers and creatives. Um, so as of right now, that is our only thing. But we will definitely send you our social media and everything. But if people want to follow us or check us out, um, they can go to our website, which is uh. Fudger, F-A-J-J-R-P-L-U-S plus Ali, A-L-I, uh, dot com. And then our social media, the handle is the same thing. F-A-J-J-R-P-L-U-S-A-L-I, Fudger plus Ali. And you can find us on all social media, streaming platforms, Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music, etc. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, and I hope you all have a very blessed day and, um, and we have a lot of snow right now, so I'm yeah. still snowed in, but <laughs> okay. it's really a cozy winter day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just gotta get the hot chocolate popping real quick. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> also speaking of social media, can I pick of all of us? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. One, two, three. Cool. Thanks. Well, thank you so much, Fajr and Ali, for coming um, to this podcast. And hope to see you all again. And definitely, uh, if you want to come back for next year or when you drop a project and want to just drop on in, let me know. I'm always around. Uh, Janam Matari is the shit. So, shouts out to Janam Matari, yeah. by the way. Have a yeah, good day, but- everyone. You too. Thank you so much for having us on. It's been a pleasure and great to talk with another artist too. Yeah, thank yeah, you always, so much. Always, for having us. Oh, no, no problem. See you again. Have a good day. See you. Bye. Right, you too. Effectively transforming community. Peace in our human family. Volume unity. Divine light shining individually. Effectively transforming community. In our human family One love, one growth As above, so below Feel the pain in my soul The red pill dissolved 
organized, no matter the cost. Politicians starts wars, they don't fight, they sit the poor. And nothing lasts forever as long as we stay together. Give hell to the masses, watch the unity rapture. For the kids and the culture It's one love, one growth, one light Light warriors Everybody in the airwaves uh, Check this out 